0: yourself a glass sit for a spell. it's time to have some fun let's do a little thinking some picking and a
1: drinking but this is what we're drinking we're dancing.
2: the show, everybody. Dan Dunn. And wow, am I, I can't tell you how excited I am. Well, I will tell you how excited I am. Where I'm sitting right now is one of my favorite places for many, many years. Baby Blues Barbecue in Venice, California. The legendary Baby Blues Barbecue. You've seen it on Guy Fieri shows and all kinds of other programs and such and radio programs as well. And uh, it's been a while since I've been here because Almost a year and a half ago, Baby Blues had a fire, and shockingly, the bureaucracy here in the city of Los Angeles has taken a while to get this thing done, but they're about to reopen, and we are here to kick it off, and with me, sitting here, it's the man himself, the man who founded this restaurant. He's also the chef de cuisine here at Baby Blues, Rick McCarthy.
1: Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> a man, a few words as well, Rick. How you doing, man? I'm good. I've been here uh, since 5:30 this morning, smoking meats and uh, smoking weed. You said meat? Oh, meat. meat. Okay. And I was like, wow, he's going to be hungry. Uh, I can't deny it. But uh, yeah, it's it's great to be back here. It is. It's
2: splendid. Uh, and also with me on the show, uh, you know him, you love him, good buddy of mine. He is the yum yum foodie himself. Eddie's more. How are you, man?
0: I am better now because I've I've never been here before, so I'm so excited to try the food. And then, you know, you had me at at whiskey, so we're good. Right? Yeah, I'm golden.
2: And that's the other thing, as Eddie just alluded to, we are going to be pairing barbecue and whiskey on today's show. And we have got a banging lineup of food, and we've got a banging lineup of whiskeys. And I'm going to tell you about the whiskeys right up front. We're going to have Mictors. We're going to have Barrel. You've heard me talk about both of those on this show. And then we've got some newbies uh, a new brand called Coit Spirits. We're going to have one of their whiskeys. We've got Blue Note and Cedar Ridge. So I'm excited, too, mm-hmm. to be getting in and, and trying some stuff that I, you know, I haven't really had before. So, uh, and then on the food, Rick, what are we going to be eating today?
1: We're going to start with cornbread, um, macaroni cheese. We're going to have tri-tip. We're going to have uh, St. Louis ribs and brisket.
2: Now, I talked earlier about the fire. It's been a a journey to get back here, but how excited are you to finally be reopening?
1: I'm really excited. I mean, it's it's kind of hit a snag where we're ready to go, but we're not permitted to yet. Um, So that part's a little frustrating, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. Today was a fun day smoking meats and
2: getting back into it.
1: Yeah. And just so everybody knows,
2: if you want to come visit, it's on Lincoln Boulevard and Sunset in the heart of Venice Beach, California. You guys have been here for how long?
1: This this will be our twentieth year. Wow,
2: twenty years! And Ed could not find his way over here in twenty years. What the <laughs> hell, Eddie? Come on! Yeah, I, look, I live in
0: I live an hour away. I live That's in Pasadena. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it's easier for me to fly home to Miami than to drive here in an hour. And As much as I love barbecues, I'm, I'm excited. I really. It smells incredible in here. By the way, Rick. Awesome. It smells awesome. Nice. It smells so good. Fucking cornbread, and the cornbread's right, it's driving me right. crazy. Right like well, before we
2: get to it, tell us what you've been up to, Eddie.
0: Oh, uh, so I have a little show called a Kill the Bottle podcast. So I drink a lot, and I get to talk to people on it. So I've, I've been doing a, a ton of episodes of Kill the Bottle podcast, trying to cut down on my drinking, which doesn't really work for today. But you know, yeah. better, yeah. better, you know, in, everything in moderation, right? That's yeah, right. That's, that's
2: right. right. We always say that on the show. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> excessive drinking. We don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. So look at as Ed mentioned here look at this look at that cornbread some. here's how i think we're going to do this we're going to start with the newbies that i mentioned uh newbies to the show i mean some of these whiskeys been out for a while but they're new to to us on the show and then we're going to finish up with two of my all-time favorites so the the first one we're going to do here is the cedar ridge and we've got uh two different whiskeys so if you want to grab that there you go here's one for you and one Mm -hmm. for you and just go ahead and pour you you can go neat you can go on the rocks now let me tell you a little bit about cedar ridge uh it's the quint family has been farming and distilling spirits in for generations and in 2005 jeff and laurie quint founded cedar ridge uh because they believed it was time for iowa which is where they're from Mm -hmm. what do you know what is the number one uh thing they grow in iowa Corn. Corn, that's yeah. correct. And uh, Corn and pigs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pour me some, Ricky. Just bring it on. Uh, number one corn-producing state in the U.S., and they wanted to share their homegrown bourbon with the world. So Cedar Ridge is actually the first licensed distillery in Iowa since Prohibition. And remember, 2005 is when they—and that makes it the oldest distillery in mm-hmm. Iowa, okay? They released their first batch of whiskey in 2010, and— Stuff just started blowing up for them right away. Nationally recognized spirits. They won the American Distilling Institute's 2017 Distiller of the Year Award, Rick. Wow. Impressive, isn't yeah. it? Best American Craft Whiskey at the 2016 New York World Spirits Competition. They also, it's a, if you go there, it's a winery and a distillery. And the wine history plays a big part in, in the whiskey process as well in terms of how they finish their barrels uh, especially the quintessential, which we're going to be trying. Uh, they store and mill their own corn and grain on-site from corn that they grow on their own family farm in Winthrop, Iowa. And, man, every time I go to Winthrop, I have a great time. Uh, okay, so now we're going to – what did you pour me, Rick? You did the, the – okay, Cedar first Ridge. up, we're going we're to do the Cedar Ridge Straight Bourbon. Let me give you some of that. Ed. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, and uh, this is the number one selling bourbon in Iowa – Fourth year in a row, uh, only craft distillery in any state to accomplish that. Right. So the mash bill here: we got seventy four percent corn, fourteen percent rye, twelve percent malted barley. Of course, only made with Iowa grown corn. They call this the original eighty six bourbon because it's at eighty six proof. It's easy drinking. So let's let's nose this baby, and you get the corn. I mean, right Right away the corn, or caramel, vanilla, vanilla, oak. Okay. You're getting a little vanilla oak. Uh, kind of feels like you're in a cozy wood paneled room. That's what it smells like, right? Or maybe that's just baby blues.
0: Yeah, this is a this is like an everyday. This is mm. t- super tasty, like premium everyday. This is delicious.
2: Warmth and sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yep. getting both of that. That c- caramel flavor, toffee flavor. Some spiciness though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit of heat.
2: A little heat on it. Yeah. That sweetness of the corn is really what's getting me. You know and and the nice balance there between the sweetness and the spice. Get any mm-hmm. dark chocolate too. I'm not getting that. You're not getting that. All right. Well, that's just me. Now we're going to try with some cornbread. Ricky, tell us a little bit about cornbread and why it works with whiskey.
1: Well, bourbon is made with corn. <laughs> and uh cornbread <laughs> is, is made why he's with here. <laughs> bread and corn. So like you're starting with the same ingredient. Yeah. And you know, the, but this is a little sweeter. The cornbread's a little sweeter. It kind of cuts the uh, the the bite in the bourbon, but it complements the sweetness, and uh, it kind of fills you up too, so you don't get as drunk.
2: Get you get a little base going before mm-hmm. you get yeah. into it. And I think it rings up an interesting point. I mean, sort of the foundation of whiskey is wood. Same thing with barbecue when you're smoking everything, right? I mean, it's, yeah. they, they kind of share that. I
0: smoke yeah, with. The symbiotic relationship between uh, between these guys. I was I was curious because this is super super moist, Rick, and I mean, I have my secret when I make cornbread to make it moist. But what's there? Is there like a go to to get it just like this? Because it's kind of perfectly moist,
1: kind of right yeah, sitting we, right in the like spongy right in the middle. Yeah, we use uh, milk, um, eggs. Uh, we have uh, cheese in it, cheddar cheese. Got it in the uh, in the cornbread. In the cornbread, that huh. makes a whole kernel corn.
2: Uh, I'm gonna try this on the rock. On, the, on a little nice rock here too, as well. See what happens. Do you get in the finish on this? Like very long, smooth finish.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of what I like
2: about bourbon. I have I have I
0: tend to have more of a of a sweet tooth. Not that it's a sweet tasting bourbon per se, but I use, I started off as like a Scotch drinker. That's just I'm I'm of Cuban descent. That's what you drink when like your parents drink in Miami, they they drink they drink scotch, right? Wait, and, well, hold on,
2: hold on. I wouldn't have thought that.
0: I would have, oh, I would have thought rum. Oh no. Well, yes. So yeah, yeah you're going to find a bottle of Bacardi in every Cuban household. That that's going to happen, but when it comes to like when people come over, what are they drinking? It's it's a bottle of like not my favorite but johnny walker red that you're gonna find that everywhere and if you went to somebody's house that was fancy they had the black label you know so i started with with drinking that those blended scotches and then when i got bourbon in in me for the first time just having a natural sweet tooth it was just like oh this is exactly what i want it's got everything that scotch has or you know in that in that world to me as a novice at the time and all the sweetness that i like and just what i like drinking and eating so i was like this is perfect so now i became a bourbon guy you know, and eventually it evolved into Rise and all these other things, but this this feels like something that I would have I drank and been like, yes, this has all the characteristics I like in a bourbon.
2: Well, I think what's also cool, and I often talk about having stuff in your home bar, and Eddie has an amazing home bar. Don't you think it's important, too, to have stuff like this? This is a talking piece. Absolutely. Cedar, no. it's, it's, a, it's a bourbon from Iowa. Mm-hmm. You just don't see that very often. And I think people come and they're going, oh, uh, you know, what's this all about? And... It gets you talking, and also the price point on this, I think, is is just phenomenal. Thirty dollars for this that's killer, it's, it's thirty like, bucks. I mean, that's, that's just really great. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, weighs in it. it's forty three percent, eighty six proof. We talked about earlier, and small batch, really good. Um, where's the other one? We got that. Other. Let's try that. That's one. what so I have on the
0: rocks right now. So then, that's the first thing I tried. It's this
2: next one's nice. called the quintessential. It was named the best American single malt of the year by the Barleycorn Awards. You know that in mm-hmm. both twenty one and twenty two. Well double gold and best in class finalist at the 2023 san francisco world spirits competition i'm going to dig into the process a little bit for this yeah. for this blend here for 100 percent two row pale malted barley is aged in ex bourbon barrels for three to five years and then they transfer it into finishing casts like a rum brandy wine french oak sherry and port and that includes some casks from their own winery and that spends two additional years finishing before they marry it into a Solero vat. We get an old Mm -hmm. Solero thing. Um, it was filled 10 years ago and has never been emptied. You know, they keep cycling, you know, so it's a slow evolution of flavor from batch to batch. Oh boy. A lot of stuff going on here on the nose. Apples and pears. Oh, let me grab this guy because yeah. that's what I had
0: in my glass first. And yeah, I we may go. have already Ready, tasted hey, it, but I'm going to you know, revisit this. Apples
2: and pears on this, right? <laughs> on the nose, a little toasted yeah. oak, floral undertones, and then I'm going to drink it. Oh, man. It's very, uh, it. very creamy texture to this. It does, yeah. Honey, butterscotch. I get the butterscotch a lot, yeah. yeah. Wow. Cinnamon, too, a little bit. Nutmeg. There's a bunch of stuff going on in this whiskey, yeah. man. I mean, it's the thing. The thing I love about it is the story behind places like this. Like, it's a little craft distillery, family-owned. I looked at their page. They got a bunch of family members working there. The master distiller is part of the family. And in a world where you've got a lot of big, and there's nothing wrong with the big brands, but like, this is cool to me when you get mm-hmm. uh, when you get these little ones. that can do it.
0: Yeah, I think people don't don't realize a lot. Also, how how many whiskeys are made in Iowa? I think you'd, you'd be surprised sometimes to look at the back of a bottle of, of some of your favorite whiskeys and you're like, oh, wow, I I thought this was made in Kentucky. No, they, this particular expression of theirs is made in Iowa. Why? Because they've got such great product out there to make whiskey.
1: Yeah.
2: Some people are under the impression that bourbon needs to be made in Kentucky, and that is not the case. Kentucky Street to, bourbon. It needs to be made in America. Can't call it bourbon if it's not made in America, but... It doesn't have to be, it can be made anywhere in the country. And what you're seeing, you know, in case of the quintessential here is it's an American whiskey. You're seeing a lot of places are getting away from, they don't want to be tied into the restrictions that go along with bourbon. Mm. Uh, And so you're seeing the rise of that category, the American single malt or American whiskey kind of started with brands like Stranahan's and um, what's the one up in Seattle? It'll come back to me. Uh, Wood something. I've had some whiskey already, Rick. Yeah. If I start forgetting, <laughs> just remind me Jim who Bain. I am. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that Jim Beam. It was a small place. But this, Iowa, Cedar Ridge, check out their website. And again, for this price point, the straight bourbon's $30 and the quintessential is $60. That's great. So for $90, you get two bottles of mm-hmm. joy, phenomenal whiskey to go with your cornbread.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Anything else you want to add about the cornbread?
1: Yeah, you know,
2: it's. Complex. It's delicious.
0: Eddie ate the whole fucking thing already.
2: <laughs> it sounds good when we chew into the yeah. mic, too, right? Mm. Mm. Well, go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's just, you know, made with love, and uh, there's a lot in it. Lots, Everything's made with love in. here, maybe. Not, not everything. Um, oh, yeah, every, everything. Everything? Is, Most yeah. things? No, I was thinking of, but we don't have that on the menu anymore. But so.
2: It's funny when you say 20 yeah, everything is. When you say 20 years, it's crazy to me because I remember watching. The First time you were on Guy's show, uh, Dives,
1: what is it? Dives? Diners, Drivings, and dives. dives.
2: That was kind of like your first early on in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys are like making the sauce, and like it just yeah. it was so uh, hands on. And just yeah,
1: how we, much has we, changed since we had that? only been open about three years?
2: Crazy. And you said you Guy was here, this is the first season of the show, this is how long ago it was. They took Guy out. They went out for drinks afterwards, and nobody knew who he was. In the convertible Can you imagine Camaro? going around with no. guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you imagine that, going
0: that out with... That
1: stays here when uh, there's <laughs> drinking. There. How?
0: Can you tell when that episode aired the
1: following day because people start showing up? Yeah, people started calling during the episode because it, it aired like right when we closed at 9 o'clock or whatever, and so we were all watching it here, and the phone just started ringing. And they're like, do you ship your ribs to Iowa or, you know, wherever? Mm-hmm. And then um, it aired uh, Memorial Day, so all summer we, every weekend we had lines to get in. It was it was amazing because they'd air it, you know, over and over. And it, whenever they did, we would just yeah, we'd get crushed. I mean, it was wow. So well, a, a good problem show. to have. Yeah, it really is.
2: <laughs> yeah. You guys ready to move on to the next one? Next up, we've got Blue Note Bourbon. And macaroni and cheese. Yeah. All right. Are we excited for this? we excited? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about Blue Note. Uh, Blue Note was founded in 2014 by the BR Distilling Company, which holds the oldest distillery license in the city of Memphis, Tennessee. And then they launched the brand in 2018. Now they distill at the Green River Distilling Company in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, Whiskey fans may also know that's where the Bardstown uh, Bourbon Company is also located, and they distill out of there. Uh, Green River is the parent company. That started Green River in 1885. It's the 10th oldest distillery licensed in Kentucky, and like a lot of these distilleries, it went away, and then they resurrected it in 2014. Okay, so they distill it there and then they age it in barrels just north of downtown Memphis along the uh, Mississippi River and you're going to get that delta heat and humidity, right? The long, hot summers. So basically it's cooking these barrels low and snow, slow like Memphis barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the idea behind Memphis barbecue. Right? To take low your time with it. Right? Yeah. This forces the whiskey deep into the oak and uh, that creates this really rich flavor that's bold and smooth and we're going we're gonna to try it Uh, With the mac and cheese. Now, the first one we're going to try is Blue Note Crossroads. This is finished with two types of toasted French oak staves, and it's bottled at 100 proof. No driving, Ricky. All right. Mash bill on this is 70% corn, 21 rye, and 9% malted barley. Double gold at the 2022 and 23 San Francisco World Spirits competition. Let's nose this baby right now. All right. What do you get? Corn. Corn, caramel, vanilla, yeah. dark cherry on this.
0: Yeah, vanilla is a flavor that that I, I lean towards. I just love that flavor. So when I catch it in a whisk, even in the slight nuance, it's like, boom, it's like a punch for me. And I love it. This has like wow. a nice vanilla quality. Yeah. To it. it
2: really mm. And on the palate, sweetness and spice, a little brown sugar, yep. cinnamon, nutmeg, some black pepper. Oh, yeah. Getting that yeah, pepper? got
0: that, yeah. Mm. yeah. This is really nice.
2: Maybe some yeah, plum split flavor. And I want to try this. With the mac and cheese. And so, Rick, tell us about the mac and cheese. And the why. mac and cheese
1: is made with four cheeses. Cheddar jack, blue cheese, and oh parmesan. My mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Come and on. Are you kidding me? Eggs and evaporated milk. This has got to be one of your not that regular milk.
2: most popular items,
1: right? Yeah, this is <coughs> definitely the most popular side dish. The mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. You also got, what, corn on the cob? Okra. Oh my God! Collard greens, okra. Oh, uh, okra. Stewed tomatoes. Not okra. Sweet potatoes. Okra. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's
2: try this experiment. i want to take a bite of the mac and cheese, and then take a little bit of the whiskey. See what happens. Yeah, it's this that the sweetness of the and the it, and the whiskey wow. just yeah. mm.
0: it felt like the caramel like popped. From right? I don't know if it's from the cheese, from the but all of a sudden it tasted like a lot more caramel. And you just wouldn't yeah, I got
2: think. You wouldn't think. Whiskey and mac and cheese, but that's all. I to do. me, it's that's all Rick ever thinks about.
1: That's my lunch every day.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, the, the Blue Note Crossroads is forty five dollars. You know what I've oh, given no. up on it? Because you and I get this from the publicists all the time. I'm done with the forty four ninety nine. Who are we
0: kidding? <laughs> I know, I know.
2: They don't even make pennies anymore, right? No. So I'm done. I'm no. done. If they say forty four ninety nine, it's forty five dollars. I'm going to say that right no. now.
1: Easily. If yeah. somebody gets pissed yeah. and they
2: show up and they go, hey, man, this is a penny more than he said it was. Yeah, I didn't bring a, a penny, penny less, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right? I count it out. That's so true, yeah. It's 40.
0: It, it, is, it is, it's obnoxious. <laughs> the 99. No, we don't yeah. need that.
2: And by the way, both so far every whiskey we've had, loving the finish on all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, this one's got this warm, spicy kick yeah, to it. Peppery. Mm. But there's a sweet under... Tone to that too, and I think that's that's coming when when you've got seventy percent corn, it's it's pretty high, on, yeah. In, in the mash bill, it's a high, amount, but also pretty high rye content too. Twenty one percent.
1: Do most bourbons just stop at around fifty one percent, where the minimum they, they have mean? to be at fifty one, right? Yeah, and, and then, do they usually stop at that or no?
2: No, they, some go. I think like the beams of the world are probably right around the bigger ones. Right, are probably more. In that's that
1: probably that. the safest. Yeah, yeah. So seventy percent is unusual.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a, a fair amount of corn, and, and what did we have on the on the other ones? I mean, that the, the Cedar Ridge was up there too, obviously because it's uh, corn is what they do. This is great. The Blue Note Crossroads, forty five dollars, and now we're. I'm burping already. Oh, oh man. Yeah, no, I'm, I pulled We're back only on our, our second whiskey. whiskey. Uh, get that over again. Yeah, did you get that? You're picking yeah. up
1: notes of my burp? I had caramel on, mm. on the beginning, <laughs> the front end, and a little spice at the end.
2: That's where. By the oh, way, we're going to try something new at the end of the show. We're going to breathe <laughs> on each other and see, see if we can pick whiskey? up. What are you getting now? <laughs> I'm getting ribs and mac and cheese and everything else. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we're going to try Blue Note. Blue Note also makes a Kentucky straight rye whiskey. Aged for a minimum of three years, bottled at 93 proof. It is unfiltered. The mash bill is 95% rye, 5% malted barley. So we're going to expect some spice here. Dump me, please. Uh, Rick's doesn't need the dump.
1: I love that. I poured it Uh, over my ice and it it got real oaky.
2: Okay. Right away on this, I'm going to tell you the spicy rye is. Right away. Get you. Right. I mean, this is. Before I've even tasted it, I know what I'm getting. But I'm also getting a little bit of like vanilla custard and green apple, which green apple, you're going to get that. And a lot of these whiskeys, you're going to get that. And then that floral undertone as well.
0: So I already drank it. I'm like, it's a little <laughs> less heat than what I smelled, which was a nice surprise. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: It could oh, just yeah. be that
0: I just ate mac and cheese, but it-,
2: it No, it, no, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not a, no, it's like not. it's a
0: little deceptive on the nose as far as how hot it's going to taste.
1: Yes. It smells a little spicier than yeah. it tastes. Yeah.
2: Yeah it it's, it's I think it's a bold whiskey but mm-hmm. there's this real nice balance to this.
1: Yeah, this would be a fun
0: one to have in the back bar to just be like, "Hey, you like you like rye?" You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah let, me, let me let me pour you something fun uh that you probably haven't had before. And with a lot going on.
2: 35 bucks a bottle. Yeah. I mean, come on. I yeah. mean, especially now. I mean, everything I mean, Rick was talking off the air earlier about like just food price, everything's going up. It's nice to see that you can still get something of quality mm-hmm. for a good price, thirty-five bucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thirty-four ninety-nine. Thirty-four. $34. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this. I did. This is yeah. Yeah. Blue Note straight rye whiskey. Okay, I'm gonna it's try. Really little, I'm to try a little more mac and cheese. I know people love listening to me chew. Let me get in here. Oh yeah. Mmm. Dan, mm. don't on it. Don't talk with your mouth open, Eddie. Come on. What are you talking about? Learn your manners. You <laughs> this is the part we're gonna. Should we cut this part out? Nah, why not? We're entering the gross part of the show.
3: New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: Hello. There are many ways to use the Bartles & James Premium Wine Cooler. One lady in Massachusetts even uses it to make bread. Well, Ed suggests an even better idea is to use it as a topping. For example, as a topping for ice. This is quick and easy to do and will not only improve the flavor of ice considerably, but will make it more attractive as well. So if you're tired of having your ice just plain, add some Bartles and James. We hope you appreciate this suggestion and thank you for your support.
2: Next up, Coit Spirits Indiana Straight Bourbon Whiskey with some Tri-Tip. That's beautiful. Oh, look at that, man. Yeah, look, look, that's, that's pretty Here, take some meat. Take some meat. You okay, let me give you a little background on Coit. You can have more. I'm. I'm
0: oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, just doing a little trying more. To not, I'm trying okay. to, not to be a caveman and use my fork.
2: And when right. I say Coit, it's C O I T Spirits. This is an interesting backstory, and you know I love a good backstory, Rick. Uh, okay. Little Hitchcock Coit, who was known as Firebell Lily was a prominent figure in San Francisco's history, famous for her unwavering support, of the city's firefighters. So she was born in 1843. So I'm going to guess she's not around anymore. Uh, but she moved to San Francisco with her family in the in the 1850s. And from a young age, she was just fascinated with fire engines, firefighters, and legend has it, she was made an honorary member of one of the fire companies up there at the age of 15, after she helped them with the fight a fire. So... I guess they had money and throughout her life she was a patron of the San Francisco Fire Department and often rode along with them the blaze sites. Now uh oh yeah she did die. Damn it. She's not here anymore. Uh she died in 1929, but she left a substantial part of her estate to the city of San Francisco upon her death and they used it to build the Coit Tower. You know the famous yes. Coit Tower in San Francisco, iconic landmark on Telegraph Hill. Now Unpopular belief was that this was designed to look like a fire nose hosel, but it's not. It's just, it, you've, you've seen it though, the it round thing. It looks more, looks kind of like a, I don't want to say what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like a penis, but it, it stands as a testament to her lasting legacy and her love for San Francisco. The company motto of Coit Spirits is, be bold, dare to be rare. Now we only have this one because they've, they've got four different spirits in their portfolio, three gins, and this one whiskey right here which is 100% local grain to the still, distilled and aged on site at MGP in Indiana. We know about that, Eddie. Age is 25% slower than it would out here on the West Coast. This is a four grain bourbon, corn and rye with the background, backbone of it, the wheat kind of lifts it up, gives it some aroma. And then you got barley, which adds a little harmony. You guys want to harmonize right now? Hello. 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 See, that's harmony. Okay. Uh you wanna you wanna try this one right now? This is again this is straight bourbon whiskey, straight from the barrel, assembled proofed, and into the there's no charcoal or cold filtration of this thing. Forty-nine percent alcohol by volume. This would taste I bet this thing well let me see, let me give it a little nose here. You
0: know the the first thing I get is like this kind of lovely cologne.
2: Kind yeah.
0: of, yeah, I don't know what it is.
2: Right? You could wear this out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it smells really, like, Have you you get home and, like, your wife's like, you've been drinking? No, that's no. my cologne.
0: It's a, that's a, that's a good commercial. I'm brother. wearing coit. Coitus after quit coit.
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> caramel and vanilla, which you're almost always going to get. Yeah. These dark fruits, cherries, you know, plums, toasted nuts. All right, don't even make the
1: joke. right? Huh. All
2: right, go ahead. Make the joke.
1: How about these nuts? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. What's the oh, joke? I do have a bag of nuts over there. I s- I
2: sipped it and I got a lot of robust oak character to that. The caramel and vanilla again. This dark fruit notes are becoming more pronoun- pronounced. A Little jammy quality yeah, to nice it. Nice
0: spice too in the back of the palate. Like the finish has got a nice. Li- and then it just dries off like real quick. Spice and gone. And pepper too. Yeah.
2: Now, Rick, why? Why? Tr- tell us about the tri tip. And why this is going to pair well with
1: whiskey. I'll tell you why. Okay. Tri-tip is a fantastic cut of beef. It's very lean. It's, uh, it's a West Coast thing. I didn't know about it when we started. What do you mean? Place. They don't
2: have it on the East Coast? No, they don't
1: have it. Really? It's not in barbecue anyway. Hmm. But it's, uh, it was big in like Santa Maria, California. And so we had to learn it when we came out here because everyone was asking for it. And it, I love doing it because you only have to smoke it for, like, an hour or so. And then I, then I grill it at the end with like kind of a reverse sear just to, you know, give the uh, outside a little crust. But it, it's just a really
0: – It's delicious. It's great to hear that you make it that way, Rick, because that's – I mean, I cheat. I have the Traeger, uh-huh. uh, and that's how I make it. Is oh, you I did, you give it smoke for a low, low – low, low, you know short amount of time yeah. and then for some reason this will develop the ring quickly yeah you get a little ring yeah and then just crank that fucker up and yeah and just give it the sear and it's just yeah so it's great to hear you do because I'm. It always, really, that's how i ended up working for me you know at home yeah and it's great to hear that a professional does yeah that's what that's
1: why look because it doesn't need to cook that long you know so g- give it a low uh, slow smoke and then just hit it with some heat at the end to get the uh, edges nice and crispy and then Delicious. And then have some whiskey. And
2: have some whiskey. By the way, I'm looking over at producer uh, Katy over there, and she's just like, man, does it get any better than dudes talking about barbecue and whiskey? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Come oh, yeah. on. Yeah. I started an fan, too, but... Yo, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I'm doing this. and I'm going to take a little whiskey, too.
1: And what, what wood do you use? Mm. Oak and hickory. Oak and hickory. Mm. Oh, my God. And oak is in whiskey. Mm. And bourbon, anyway. The pairing...
2: With this, the coit on the dry tip is phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Is it the salt in the meat? What is that?
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, probably, it's probably that salt. There's a little bit of brown sugar on, on the rub, too, in the meat. So um, there's, there's probably that sweetness that's pairing well with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's do, do you know, are there any botanicals on this? Just because you mentioned they make gin, and maybe that's the cologne oh, quality yeah. that I'm getting from It's a smell of some... Some botanicals. There's something in it that reminds me of gin on the nose. No kidding. Obviously, it's not gin, but there's some to me. Yeah. Maybe that's what just got me right away. And then then now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, you said they make four yeah, expressions and three gins. So I'm three, just wondering. Three gins and one
1: whiskey. Floral. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah it, is. it definitely is. But
0: yeah. Yeah. Tripping me out. What a mindfuck. That's tasty. Did I, t- <laughs> what did, I, did I tell you how no. much this is? $60 a bottle. Okay. Mm. Yeah, no. It tastes like a $60 bottle. of mm. That's great.
2: Okay. With all due respect... To the cornbread and the mac and cheese, there's just something about meat with whiskey, yeah. right? That just really,
1: yeah. I think you know it's bolder, and I guess it, it stands up better to the bourbon. When
2: yeah. you had the other location in West Hollywood, uh, Baby Blues, when you had the full bar. Did people order whiskey a lot with barbecue?
1: Yeah, you know that was probably. I mean, uh, that was probably the biggest spirit w- when you're eating the meats. You know, was was the bourbon. I
0: encourage your listeners, that it happened to me, there was one time I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, you know I'm like, I'm going to eat a strip steak, mm-hmm. and I'm going to one of the best restaurants in town, and I'm kind of a nerd, Like I'm kind of like Rain Man when it comes to wine lists, and I'm like, all right, what wine am I going to have with, with my steak and blah, 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 but then I said, you know what, let me look and see what their, what their, their whiskey list is, and it just so happened these folks had some of the most astronomically normally priced whiskeys for like $20 a pour. And they were less expensive than some of the wines by the glass. Right. And I was like, "Screw this!" I ended up getting a beautiful, uh, very, very rare rye whiskey with the steak and with the fat and the the spice of the rye. It was kind of the most beautiful pairing. And that was like my first like eye opening moment of whiskey and meat.
2: Well, that you bring it up, the yeah. fat—that's <clears throat> mm-hmm. what's doing it too. Yeah. And it's just And the other thing with this one, I, I was thinking this while I was eating it. I think this would be so good. This whiskey in an old fashioned. Yep. With this.
0: Mm,
2: yep. Or maybe what about like a mint julep? Absolutely. With the meat too, because oh, yeah. you're gonna get that sweetness from the mint julep. Yeah. As well. Coit, C O I T. Coit Spirits. I get the gins at home. I'm excited to try those too. But this whiskey, it's pretty banging, man. That's
0: really nice. Sixty
2: dollars yeah. a bottle. Rick, any any additional thoughts? Any thoughts at all?
1: It's very complex, Mm. this whiskey. There's a lot going on.
2: Keep bringing it, man. Bring it. Bring it.
1: Uh, And the meat is not as complex, so I think they go together, you know? Simple meat, complex whiskey, beautiful balance. I love Tri-Tip just because as a consumer, like bang for
0: your buck, it's one of the things that can go a long way. It makes everybody happy. It hits all the bar. It has fat. It's tender. It's just like beautiful. Yeah. Uh, And this is killer combination with these two. Uh the the whiskey just just like it tastes like a 60 dollar bottle of whiskey to me. Yeah, like you, yeah, I'm not offended at the price if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz
2: there are we all we've all had this experience mm-hmm. where well let me rephrase that. People that actually have to pay for their whiskey, let's not yes, let's be not fair. be disingenuous yeah. here. Well, Eddie I, and I get I a lot to the of store stuff for and free. And I look <laughs> at the price
0: I'm like why are <laughs> But when I go I get <laughs>
2: angry for other people when I go in there I'm like <laughs> yeah. damn that sucks you got to pay for it. No, but but there I have had plenty of whiskeys and, and other spirits, where you just go, is this a joke what they're charging for this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, th- yeah. this is not worth it. But everything we've had so far, I think, is, is they're bangers, underpriced, probably. Yeah. 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 So, all right, quit spirits. Let's do it. And the tri tip at Baby Blues, what's the opening uh, when we open in Rick? Re-
1: 2024.
2: Sometime in 2020. <laughs> do you think, do you, are you willing to go on the record to say that you will be open sometime in March?
1: I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say February.
2: Really? Because oh, no, wait. Th- what is this? This episode drops when there's two days left in February.
1: Okay. Uh, what's the next? Oh, March. March. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Got. that one.
2: So you're going to be open. You're gonna it's have
1: already a- almost the end of February.
2: When this episode airs, two days from that is the end of February. But you're going to have a big blowout party. What's going to go on here?
1: I'm just going to be so happy to open. Um, so, yeah. If, uh, it might just be a last-minute thing. Yeah. Okay, hey, We're
0: open. Yeah, sneak hey, some guy, in. We're sneak open. Some Air the
1: episode. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Mictors and brisket. This That's is like a law yeah, This is yeah. Michters 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 and brisket. And brisket. Yeah. yeah. Been injured in an accident? Call cool. it Mictors and brisket. Okay. Uh, so Mictors Look, anybody that listens to this show, I've had them. I've uh, is one of my favorite whiskeys in the world. Me too. I'm going to assume the same with you. Me Ed, Same with yeah. you, Rick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it. this is just this is great, great, great. Juice mm-hmm. and uh, the, the one we're we got two here we're gonna try. The first one we're gonna do is the Michter's US One Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Uh, the US One expressions are named to honor Michter's heritage, which goes back. It was all the way back to the first whiskey company in America, founded in 1753. Back then, it was known as Shanks, and then later became bomb Burgers, and then ultimately became Michter's. Went away. Joe Maglioca, the, the the owner of Michter's, now ended up buying the name of the brand, moving it from Pennsylvania to Kentucky. That was in the 1990s. And now, under the guidance of Master Stiller Dan McKee, I met Dan numerous times. Great and maturation, Master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, because they put so much stock in the barrel aging at Michter's. Like that is their thing. That's they they believe that is the combination of, of Dan, Andrea. Make this finished product one of the best whiskeys in the world, and you get these limited releases. They have like the ten year olds and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You can get your hand on any of that stuff.
0: Oh my god! I have a bottle. They, they of just that go 10-year-old. up
2: and go up and go it's, up. In it's price. one of those
0: where I'm like, if I that's how you know I really, 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 really love you is if I pour you some of the ten year old mixers uh, okay. at my house. Yeah. That's like the telltale <laughs> sign. You know if I like you. I'm like here you go, <laughs>
2: try this. It's it's rare stuff. So now good. this one, US one Kentucky straight bourbon, fifty dollars a bottle. Outstanding, All right. So yeah. you get, you can go get. That's widely available. It is for the money. It's as good as you're going to get, right? And ninety-one point four proof, made from high quality corn, as all of the bourbons that we've had here today. Uh, this is truly small batch. Each batch goes into a holding tank sized to fit a maximum of twenty full barrels. And you know, Ed, you've been to distillery tours and stuff. That's not a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Like very, yeah. No. This is the definition of small batch. There's, so there's no margin for error in this. You can't blend out the imperfections when you're when you're doing it in such a small holding tank. And Rick, what do we got on the food side here?
1: We have a brisket.
2: Oh, my. Look at that.
1: Slow smoke. so
2: big. Look at that. Oh, can I get some, please? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> don't be holding that I'm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just plop it on there. You can grab it with your hands. I don't care at this point. We're so having So
1: the lean part on this, this is great. And this is awesome. There we go. And the okay. fatty part on the brisket. You know, nobody can hear
2: you because you've moved oh. your mic. Let's get that back. There we go.
1: Say it that's again? The, yeah, that's the lean part of the brisket there, and oh. then this this is the fatty part. What are you calling fatty? Look at that smoke ring. Oh, my God. Look at that.
2: How do you do this, Rick? How do you prepare this? I use a marker. How do you make the, How do you make it? Oh, the Give the away ring. the brand secret. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, it's just a real simple uh, salt and pepper rub and... Uh, <laughs> Smoked with oak and hickory.
2: Do you think you can do this without knocking your mic oh, over? Shit. This is classic. Is By way, the way, we're in a Rick? little tight space here in the corner. <laughs> is
0: that the key, Rick? Is the, the simplicity of it? Not to kind of overdo yeah, it with, with the seasoning? Yeah,
1: like the tri-tip had a, uh, our dry rub blend, which has a lot of different things. But with the brisket, we just do salt and pepper. What, what's your biggest pet peeve when you go and try other barbecue
0: places? Is there something that, that, that people have a tendency to do that they don't need to do?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you'll see it's like oversauced things like that, that where you can't really taste the meat. Yeah, I'm always like, "Let me do the sauce." Yeah, yeah. We haven't even tried <laughs> yeah.
2: the sauce; it's right there too. I don't even. Mean, oh shit! I mean, I haven't really felt like I've needed it, but so let me talk about this whiskey while we're, and then we'll get into the, the pairing itself. Get this warm amber hue to this thing, little golden highlights, and the color on this, and then um, on the nose, let's say this is a symphony of aromas here sweetness is prominent caramel vanilla cherries plums nutmegs all the stuff you you would expect to get with bourbon now let's try it
4: Mm.
2: velvety Ah, texture coats the mouth oh it's so good right yeah it's
0: delicious this is what i what i always tell people like if you if you want to first of all this is always in my back bar it is always in my home you know it's i always have a backup bottle of it because it's just it's a it's a people pleaser but yeah. it's one of those where it's like, if you want something really, really, spe- or, or like a good expression of what it's supposed to taste like for the money, boom, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can get all into, into fun variants and, you know, different interpretations. But this is like, to me, what it's supposed to taste like when you look at like premium bourbon for that price point.
2: If you're serving this to your guests, yeah, everybody's going mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to be happy and you're going to be happy because it only costs you 50 bucks.
4: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
2: Um, Get a little now. I'm getting different notes on this uh, on the palate clove, honey. There's a little slight tartness to this, balance out the sweetness. Ricky, thoughts? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what, what's the another? proof on it 91.4. That's right. Uh, now with the meat and this, Rick, what makes it such a great pairing? Brisket,
1: you know, fatty, flavorful, you know, needs something. Something powerful to to not get lost with it, like so, like a really good Cabernet or a, a bourbon. You know, the pepper, the fat, the beautiful bourbon. It's so good. How many hours? This one um, was ten hours. I got a small one. I only got an eight pound one, but typically we have big. We do bigger ones, and it's like twelve to fourteen hours. Okay but um
2: in the in the smoker,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah,,' that smoke ring on this thing is prominent, it's beautiful, I mean it is it looks yeah, like it's a, really really
2: like uh,
1: something uh, a geologist would find you know <laughs> so what what does <laughs> that even
2: mean tell me as a neophyte here, what is the smoke ring? the smoke
1: rings that that pinkish uh ring just below the surface of the meat, and that's the smoke actually changes the color of the meat, and when when it's on chicken people get scared because they think it's. Raw or undercooked. But it, but if it's smoked, it, that's what it is. It's that like pinkish color. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, that is a beautiful-looking piece of, piece of meat there. Yeah.
2: Speaking of beautiful, Ed, we talked about your home bar. Yep. Got some good-looking bottles here. Michter's just a classic bottle. How important is that to you to have stuff behind your bar that not only tastes great but looks great? Do you, do you make a decision about what you're going to display? Is it purely about... Your, in your mind, the quality of the spirit, or is it also about, so,
0: yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and no, uh, it, it is, for me, it's always about taste, you know, just as much as you, if you can find something screw top that tastes great to you, that's great. I probably wouldn't put that in the front of my bar. I probably would, would lean towards bottles that are just more appealing, aesthetically pleasing, because as a consumer, even when you walk into the store, sometimes I'll walk into the store and I'll be like, what? why? Why do you put it in this bottle? Why do you put it in? The, and I know you're not saving that much money. Let's be real. Cause I see what you're charging for this. So like, why? If you're charging for this, this much for something already, why not put it in a nicer bottle, put it with a, the, you know, let's, let's, let's do this right. Um, but yes, I, I, I like having a bottle that uh, at least when people walk in, they're pleased to see everything. And you know, I've got, I've got a little bit of everything in my house, but some of the things, even though they may be more expensive, are not going to make it to the front of the bar because they're not as aesthetically pleasing. It's just a, maybe, maybe because my wife's a designer too. She's like, no, 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 no. This has to (laughs) look this way. And I'm like, I'm like, all right.
2: (laughs) I mean, there was a a period years ago where brands were trying like stupid. I remember there was a rum and it was shaped like a sword. I'm like the bottle. I'm like, um, what am I going to do where? So you're never going to be in the well anywhere. Yeah. No, no bar is going to put it behind the bar because they can't, no. It's unwieldy, but that went away pretty quickly. All of these are pretty classic. I mean, that Mictor's design is, is just absolutely classic. You
0: know? It's classic. It's classic. And, and I would say the only, the only this, and this is just me being a fan of Mictors. as much as I love, I, and I love Mictors. but then I'll walk into a bar and they'll have it in a cocktail, and I'm like, this is too good for this cocktail. I just want this on its own. Don't you have anything cheaper that you can blend with all the other citrus and all the other stuff that you're doing in there? But I'm like, hey, whatever. If you can give it to me at this price point, I'm I'm game. But that's like my one thing. It's great in a cocktail like a Michter's Manhattan. Yeah. It's a great cocktail. But I just love it so much on its own. I don't know. Like, you don't need to put the spoiler on this Ferrari, sir. It's fine.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You might know this, Ed, so let me ask Rick. Do you know where the name, with the name Michter's, how it came to be?
1: Well, a long time ago, (laughs) (laughs) I I have no idea.
2: Well, keep going. I just put meat in my mouth. Okay.
1: So a guy named Mick came around and said, you know, I want to name this thing after myself, but not exactly after myself. I want to rhyme it or blend it with tur of some sort. He had a stutter. He had a stutter, and he was like, Mick, and that was it. What's
2: really funny is you're not off. So the guy, I think it was one of the guys from Brown Forman, he bought the brand and he renamed it. It was Bomb Burgers at the time. His sons were Michael and Peter.
1: Oh. So he
2: combined the names,
1: mm-hmm. Micters. Why not Mike Pete?
2: <laughs> or,
1: mm-hmm. or or Pit Piddle. Pit Petele? Pickle. Pit-cle? Peter Pickle.
0: Peach Peter Mick. That sounds like something you get after a this long time. This is what this is the
2: kind of humor you're getting <laughs> when we're when we're four whiskeys in. There you go. I think um
1: Mickters is probably the best choice. Yeah.
2: Now we got to go, uh, we also have the Michter's U.S. Kentucky Straight Rye, U.S. 1, $45 a bottle made primarily with rye grains. They do not tell you at Michter's. They refuse to tell you the exact percentages, secret,
1: Very Of secret. the rye? And the- of
2: the rye. Want to grab that rye? Right? Yeah. Yeah, let me do that. So we're going to get, this one's going to be obviously spicier. Uh, and again, for 45 bucks, come on. I tried this here. one
0: time and it was actually delicious. I made a, um, like essentially I, I had That's rye right. with a Reuben sandwich with rye bread. Ooh. And it, you know, obviously the rye and the rye, right? Yeah. And it fucking works really well, sir. Really? So a brisket Reuben sandwich with some rye uh, yeah. would be fire, as the kids yeah. say nowadays.
2: Oh, <laughs> man, the nose on this. You are, there is there, yes, this is, there is no mistaking that you are about to drink a Kentucky straight rye yeah. when you nose this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm. So do you think we we would want to do these neat when you're doing the barbecue? Well, that's how we're doing it now. But I mentioned mm. some cocktails earlier. Do you think a cocktail with the barbecue would be good, or maybe I always keep
0: it simpler. Yeah, I usually start like I'll start mm-hmm. I'll start with uh, the with, with or I'll start with something neat. But I'm I'm crazy. I'm one of those that'll go into the the restaurant and I'll be like, give me the the ounce pour or whatever pour you're gonna give me of the rye or the bourbon. But I want it in a wine glass. Oh, well. I actually like it's to good. swirl it and mm-hmm. and get the aromas from the wine glass. Not in the, but that's just my yeah. personal thing, mm-hmm. and I love it. I'll drink it out of a. You
2: don't want to do it in the Glencairn glass, right like there. I don't.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, don't. I like holding it in like a stem glass, like I'm drinking wine. And up. for some reason, if it's in the wine glass, I just drink it slower. It's some dumb shit in my head. <laughs> it's just it just like, works. I savor it more because mm-hmm. it looks like there's less in there, and I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I just have to make it. I have
2: to make I'm it less, make this last. <laughs> Right off the, I'll tell you my notes right here. Peppery yep. notes. You got some citrus, butterscotch, mm-hmm. oak, all going on in this rye whiskey. Yeah, I get the oak. I, yeah. I think when we talk, yeah. uh, go oh, quickly. Jumping back to the cocktail thing, I, I think if you do an aromatic cocktail, you're fine. I don't think you would want to do a sour. Anything with a right. citrus component, right. I think would take away. Do you think from the from the bar, from the barbecue if you put if you had lemon in there, if you had uh, lime, it would destroy your palate. Just kill it. Blow just, it out. You're done. You're done. In fact, if you saw somebody drinking,
1: I would take the food away. Just take table. it away.
2: Get out. Kick them out.
1: <laughs> you can't eat here.
2: What do you need to do to get kicked out of Baby Blues Barbecue? Are we doing it right now? We're almost there, right?
1: Yeah. We're about to get booted. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> Security's coming. <laughs> so,
2: about. all right. Mictors, US 1 Kentucky Straight Rye, 45, US 1 Kentucky Straight Bourbon, 50. And as yeah, we'll go th- at the end, I'll remind everybody what we had. If I can remember you got you're keeping a list, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, right. what'd you say? Huh? Yeah. Sorry. Victor's huh? Who? What? Well let's Ryan. do uh
2: you know, let's uh we got one more left. You guys ready? Can you can you can you handle
0: I can I can, I can make that I can manage.
1: Ready? One more what? Think. He's not gonna dump it, he's just gonna drink it, so he's ready this to go. Rick's Rick's ready to go Rick is
2: the winner so far on the uh, he's gonna win the award for least use of the dump cup uh, Rick (laughs) I'm like Rick you You wanna dump no
0: no no that'll be his nickname is dump cup
2: that's
0: it just hand it to Rick that was (laughs) my nickname in high school (laughs) 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 I can't be around just hand it to Rick here you go Rick I can't I can't do this well I'll
2: tell you man when I started doing this for for a living I grew up poor in Philly so when I started doing this oh dump it I'm like dump it fuck no guys will knock the shit out of me they exactly. see me dumping this stuff into it they know you no. gotta drink it and when i would do corolla all the time that was one of the things when i was doing those regular segments he hated adam corolla hated when i would done and he would say give put it in separate cups so we can keep it <laughs> <laughs> and, and he and i both grew up poor as you, you well, can't I mean, be
0: wasting this stuff i don't man. waste anything so no. I'm, I'm with you on that
2: all right okay all right
3: my issue is i can't endorse you You will suck the life out of everything. Oh, come on, really? This is John Taffer from Bar Rescue, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn.
2: That's more like it. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And our final whiskey and food pairing of the episode, we've got barrel craft spirits and Memphis ribs. Mm. Excited?
1: Yeah. Are (laughs) you? Yeah,
2: yeah. I I can tell you, man, it's so exciting to see ribs at baby blues again. Because I took it for granted for 18 years.
1: And then I make them at home every couple weeks just because I miss it. You miss doing
2: it, really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh again, regular listeners of the show, no Barrel Craft Spirits. We've got Joe Beatrice, the owner founder, has been on this show countless times. We love Joe. Barrel. As as Eddie will attest as well, one of the finest whiskeys, one of the finest uh, places you can get whiskey from. And um, we've got two expressions from them here. And the first one is foundation bourbon. This is a blend of bourbons from, so everybody knows, barrel goes out and finds whiskeys and they blend them at their facility in Kentucky. That's what they do. They buy barrels from all over various places. So in this case, they bought them from Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and Maryland. All the whiskeys that they have that go into this mix range in age from five to nine years. Uh, 23% rye in the mash bill is going to give this some richness and complexity. And it's got an approachable proof point. A lot of Barrel tend to be high-proof whiskeys. This one's 100, which is still you know 50% alcohol, mm-hmm. but a little bit lower than what you would normally expect from Barrel. So this is the foundation. Uh, and we're going to do this with ribs, Ricky.
1: Look at those. Oh, my.
2: What's the difference, Rick, between Memphis and Baby Back, by the way?
1: Well, Memphis is just what we call, but they're actually St. Louis cuts. So it's a different city. This is funny. We, we call them Memphis because of the style i um, might going um, to go say to, that into the microphone. There oh, you go. Okay. Uh, where it's a dry rub. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> grab a second one just to make sure. He's taking them
2: all. Grab one, Rick. Thank you. Mm. Sorry.
1: Wait,
0: ribs are my, weak, are my weakness. Oh, <laughs> look at you, ribs.
2: Yeah. I can't do it. There we go. And <laughs> the microphone. That mic is
0: sauced. <laughs> Should we? Yeah,
2: we got a saucy mic over <laughs> a here. saucy mic. Sorry. Okay. Um, so we got the ribs, and now we got the... Uh, the uh, the foundation, on the nose in this thing. All right, I'm getting right up front. Honey candied strawberry, dark cherry, grilled cantaloupe. How about that, not just cantaloupe. Got to grill it. Get a smoky to it. Grilled cantaloupe. You ever had
0: that? This will no, get me to eat my cantaloupe.
2: Great. Lavender, yeah. brown butter.
0: I do. Yeah, that that I smell.
2: That's a lot. on. Yeah. I, mean. I, I, I love that.
0: There's a there's a what? But I, you just said it's it's a blend of. All of this fun stuff. So you're getting all of these fun notes that they've curated, I guess, into, into this beautiful bottle, which is cool. Cardamom?
2: I smell, I smell. cardamom. <laughs> cardamom? How do you say? Cardamom? Cardamom. I, cardamom. I don't know Cardi say. B? Cardi B. Coco. lot going on. All right. Nolan, ah, take yes. a sip of this thing. Oh, yeah. That's delicious. Dark chocolate? That's yeah, delicious. yeah,
0: As I say, it's a hint of future fuckery
1: if I drink too much of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pecans?
2: You say pecans or That's Pecans. T-
1: I say um, pecan. I you say, say pecan. 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 Yeah.
2: You say aunt or aunt?
1: Aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt. Aunt New Jersey. Ant.
2: Ant. A uh, little tiramisu. Mm. No? Anybody you getting that? Fennel? Lemongrass? Lemon zest? Just lemon? Lemon?
0: That. That's the one thing I'm like, I don't smell any lemon, but...
2: Mm. By the way, $60 on this? Phenomenal. It's, been, it's one of the most inexpensive uh, offerings that Barrel has. Barrel's one of these ones where... As soon as it comes out, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as they put out a new release, people buy them. And with good reason, I've, I've heard stories of people that will travel to different states to try to get these, you know, what's going on here. And, and this one, again, you're going to get the lower proof point, lower price point.
0: You Gosh. could blind taste this with a, with, with a bunch of whiskeys that are over a hundred bucks and people yeah. are going to pick this, it's, it's, you oh, yeah. know. Yeah.
2: And I like to put some water in there sometimes because it kind of, it opens it up a little, it softens the, the alcohol now let's rick tell us about the pairing with the ribs as what? i'm about to take a big mouthful
1: so ribs are meaty delicious sweet mhm you know pork ribs sweet um, savory what's the difference
2: though again baby backs uh, it's a,
1: it's the cut so the the uh, baby backs are from the the back So it's the loin meat; it's real tender, and the uh, the uh, St. Louis cut is the side ribs. So they're meatier; they're they're longer, bigger, but they're not quite as tender as the baby backs. So back meat.
2: What What's the difference taste wise? Like, what do you like? Why do people prefer Memphis and vice versa? I think
1: the baby backs are probably a little sweeter. Um, these are probably more savory. A little savory, more savory. What do you like, Eddie? Well, I was gonna say, do you have do you have a
0: preference in pig, like Duroc versus whatever versus?
1: Not really. I mean, but I probably. I mean, Duroc's great. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like. That that
0: tends to be what I, if I see it, I, I yeah, give it a go. Yeah. If they take the time to put that on the label, right, right. They usually, yeah, that's some means, good uh, shit. What, yeah. is, what is that? I don't even know. What it's it's it. a type of pig. Yeah, it's okay. a type of a, Duroc is a type of pig, but they tend to be like in a in a. I don't know if it's the way they're. It's a it's a species of pig. But, uh, if it's the way they're grown or they don't grow as many of them, but the, the flavor profile and the, they're just tend yeah. to be like, if you go to like Snake River Farms to their website or something, you look up the Duroc pork, it's going to be more expensive than some of the other stuff. And I don't know, except that I really like it. Is it fattier? Is it? I've never taken the time to, they to
1: feed. They drink bourbon. The, the oh, that,
0: that's <laughs> perfect. What yeah. So it's a Kentucky that? pig. What if you, fed and <laughs> <They eat tiramisu. laughs> what if you
2: bathed the pigs in bourbon before you, uh, it's a good idea, yeah. you
1: know, and just really get that. I
0: had a girlfriend in, in high school whose father in Cuba grew up on a farm and they had guava trees on the farm and the pigs only ate guava that would fall off the tree and he would rave about the sweetness, the sweetness of the of meat, the meat wow. of those particular pigs when they would roast them that it was like nothing they'd ever had before. It makes sense. Well, like look at Iberico pork from mm-hmm. Spain, they yeah. all eat acorns from you know from the uh was it from from Salamanca? They they that's all they eat is is these acorns. So right. they have a distinct flavor profile. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. I so wonder like, if that is with every animal because pigs seem to like really they they are what they eat quote unquote. Right. I wonder
2: if that is with. Well, one day there was a pig and the other pigs were like, "Why isn't he eating the guava?" <laughs> the pig's like. You'll see, motherfuckers. (laughs) I don't want to be tasty. They're going to want to eat Farmer's (laughs) like, this one won't eat any of the guava. We'll let him live. Yeah, that makes sense. um. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, this is great. Mm -hmm. And I'm really loving this with the ribs. Mm -hmm. Eddie, you are the yum-yum foodie. Give us some yum-yum knowledge. Lay Um, some knowledge on us here.
0: Well, I I spread some barely Durock knowledge after X amount of bourbon, Um, X amount of whiskey. No, for, for your rub on this, can you talk a
1: little bit about it or is yeah, it like yeah. super um, secret? Um, no, no.
0: Because um, it's, it's great. Oh, there's you. a little spice, just a, there's a lot going we, on. We
1: have 19 different herbs and spices in it. Um, it's a lot of brown sugar, you know, salt, pepper, garlic, onion powder. Um, there's, uh, it's been a while.
2: <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: it a minute. Cayenne. It's
2: okay. been on that vacation. So there's for a little last bit of warmth on the yeah.
0: palate. In there too, which makes sense with there's yeah. cayenne pepper in there.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 so there's a lot of uh, different things. There's coffee. People don't know coffee and pork. It's just like yeah.
0: that's my that's my people pleaser at home is a mm. coffee rub tenderloin yeah. smoke with co- it's it's great. Yeah, it really yeah. is.
2: What what's interesting to me is after I've had the the rib with it, it's bringing out flavors in the whiskey that I didn't mm-hmm. pick up before. Like I'm getting sort of a leather and tobacco notes now that I didn't get earlier but after I took a bite of the food which is that's why we pair that's food we with, it, yeah. I mean this is why we do it is because it they complement each other and they do this and I, I'm finding that I'm getting stuff that almost like a peach peach note is that just maybe that's something in the in the rub
1: but it's the bourbon talking it's, yeah. the, it's I mean <laughs> it, it is Man. no when you said that I was drinking it and I got peach you yeah. Did I don't you know really? If I was influenced. I could have. I could have. But um, yeah. I had a, there was a sweet, a sweet flavor.
2: Well, this is great. Now we got another Sugar. one. We got one more. We're going to try oh, no. here, and this is the Batch Thirty Five. This is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys distilled and aged in Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, selection of six, seven, eight, and thirteen-year-old barrels, all aged in obviously it's bourbon aged in American white oak barrels bottled in kentucky this one's 117 and a half proof yeah did it did a half come through during my burp
0: Uh, a little bit i love an extra half
2: burping makes me feel alive it's a compliment
0: to the you know the chef and the i think if
2: if if i'm not burping the (laughs)
0: whisk it's not good whiskey if i'm not burping absolutely that's a new podcast burping (laughs) and bourbon
2: (laughs) let's try this again this is the batch 35 Fuck me
0: sideways. is this great? That is delicious.
2: Did you smell the banana bread? Yep. When I was taking, I got a little oh, banana bread. That is so good. Very earthy, this one, but bold and... and... All right, mm. how about this, Rick? I got it for you. Frosted cinnamon bun. No? Because mm. I get the sweet and the cinnamon yeah. going. Chocolate milkshake, maybe?
0: I can get that. A
1: chocolate yeah. milkshake I get.
0: Yep. Like, this is a cigar oh. bourbon for me. Why? This is uh, the richness yeah. of it. Um, it's something that when I have like a let's say a puro, like a nice dark, more more ripe cigar, that's gonna have a spiciness to it. This will blend really well with that flavor in my mouth of a of like a high quality, uh, you know, dark cigar. So I right now I took a sip and I'm like, yes, I would have a one of my favorite cigars with this, and yeah, feel really good that one is not messing with the other, that they'd, they'd they they would work in can synergy stand up to each yeah. other, yeah. It could be the um, proof to helping it, just mm-hmm. kind of all living. It, it all lives in that, in that up to par, so to speak.
2: Well, again, but after I, I, so I like try the rib, my,
0: no.
2: other stuff's happening. Now it's kind of like Mexican hot chocolate. For sure. For sure, for, <laughs> sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yep. And then some dried chili peppers. I mean, because I'm getting the spicy, just coffin to coughing right there. Uh, grapefruit. Man, it is really fascinating how much having the food with it changes mm-hmm. the complexity and changes the... Flavor profile mm-hmm. of the whiskey.
1: That's what I drink when I eat.
2: Oh, man. This is so good. Now, I'm going to tell you that this was won a bunch of awards. Whiskey Advocate in 2023 was in the top, number 11 on the top 20 whiskeys 2020. 96 points from wine enthusiasts. Very high. Fred Minnick. Fred Minnick, arguably the, the America's preeminent whiskey expert. Probably not even arguably he is. Number seven. On the top 100 spirits of 2023, this one. Best small batch bourbon at the LA Spirits Awards. Did you go to that? Mm-mm. You know anything about it? I, I, it's LA, so it must be good.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, quality. That's so all we do out here Southern is quality team told stuff. Me it, was, it was awesome, and he went. Uh, yeah. And he said it was fucking rocking. So Best I,
2: small I batch that. bourbon, and it got a platinum award. Get that double gold shit. Platinum. There's
0: one other award that's that's not mentioned there. It's the Future Top Shelf of Eddie's Back Bar Award. That's right. <laughs> that's the uh, that's it's a very special award.
2: I got to tell you fellas, <laughs> sometimes I have ideas and they turn out to be good ones and this was one. Let's pair whiskey and barbecue. I am thrilled with everything that we drank and everything we ate today. How are you guys feeling? Yeah.
0: I feel good. good really good. Yeah. This was a lot of fun.
2: Tell us what you got coming up next. Anywhere can people find you on the social media?
0: Absolutely. You can find me on anywhere in social media at the Yum Yum Foodie. And uh, I co-host a show with a comedian friend of mine, Megan, who, who Dan knows as well, called Kill the Bottle Podcast. We kill a bottle. We have a lot of fun. And, you know, don't drive afterwards. Yeah,
2: that's correct. <laughs> and Rick, Baby Blues March... Sometime in March, going to be opening. Any new items coming on the menu for Baby Blues fans? Anything happening that? We
1: will have you know a lot of the same stuff, and um, (laughs) but we'll probably add some like vegan things and salads. You know,
2: and you got a whole new look in the restaurant. Fire will do that. Fire will eliminate the old look. Yeah, and you got to do a new look. But I like this; it's more lean, stripped down. You open up the wall here; it looks. I think it's hip. It's you know, hip, right? Like, it's a hip spot. You like what, know, what, what do you are.
0: do for a vegan barbecue? Is it like jackfruit stuff? Is yeah, it, jackfruit. Jackfruit is um,
1: probably the best option I've ever had. Yeah, real. okay. Because because uh, it takes on the flavor of whatever mm-hmm. spices or sauces. It's like you tasty had. tofu minus the tofu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tofu we've messed with because you know we cater and stuff, so we always have to have vegan options. And tofu is another thing that can take on flavor, but it's hard to work with sometimes. The texture but, of jackfruit's great. Yeah, wow. jackfruit's great. But well, you know. It's all going to be here. But it'll still be all the same, uh, you know, pork ribs, brisket.
2: The hoedown? The
1: hoedown. you going to do that? Wow. The hoedown is a Texas beef <laughs> rib. But the beef ribs are so expensive now, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's
2: gotten crazy, right, since you were last open? Yeah. Food prices?
1: I think so, yeah. So.
2: Well, what's great about Rick is he's promised not to pass along those pricing increases no.
1: to the customers. We're going to have 1974 pricing.
2: He doesn't care if he makes a dime, just nah. so long as the customer's happy, right?
1: Yeah, I could walk. Away. Just open up and walk away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you can follow me at the imbiber on Instagram. I'm going to be posting wonderfully produced uh, videos here by our man LJ. Uh, we'll be putting that up on the Instagram. We'll have I'll put all the whiskeys up that we had today. But we, to recap, we had Coit, Coit is C O I T. We had Blue Note. We had Cedar Ridge. We had Mictors and Barrel. Am I miss mm-hmm. any?
0: No, oh, I think you got No,
2: it. got them all. Mm-hmm. Blue, yeah, we got them all. All right. Yeah. But I'll be posting videos of this up on the site. Again, check out Baby Blues. Check out the Yum Yum Foodie. And as always, I know you got a lot of options out there in the podcast sphere. I've heard there's like a couple hundred podcasts now. Like, it's, it's blowing up. And the fact that you're spending time with, with us uh, means a lot. And thank you. And we'll see you soon. I told you we got uh, Phil Rosenthal coming up soon. Speaking of foodies, somebody food Phil. We're going to be doing an Irish whiskey tasting with Phil. And that's coming up in two weeks. And I don't know what the hell we're doing next week. Hey, do you want to come back on? Sure. Let's do this again. Can I drink this? There we go. Yeah. All right. Thank you, boys.